When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. What's up, Nadia? What's up, Lon? He can keep his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show. Whoops. Wrong show. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, We're getting ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> oh, man. Last week's Hot D has a lot of like memorable quotes. So yeah, I can't wait to get into that. But first, fortunately and maybe unfortunately, we got to start with uh, Happily Ever After. Ever After? <laughs> and I thought we can, you know, just jump into uh, your favorite couple, Lon, Sumit and Jenny. Okay, so this actually was kind of entertaining. But again, for me, Jenny is just... In the very first part, she kind of opens up towards their later scenes. But in the first part, it's just so annoying. You know, you're boring. You're boring. And if you're going to marry a, a guy this young who still has a lot of life in him, you can't you be... keep up. Uh, yeah. At least a little bit, right? Like Yeah. And, yeah. and the thing is, too, this is relationship stuff. She's over here talking like, oh, you know, I'm older and I know everything there is to know and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, if you know everything there is to know, then you'd know that what he's trying to do is bring some spice into the relationship. And this yeah. is basic stuff. You do fun things together. Yep. Try to have some fun and spice things up in the bedroom a little bit. And he's making an attempt here. And I just think she's not comfortable doing it and she doesn't want to do it. But like she eventually caves in and budges and and it seems like she had a good time. They both had a good time. They were able to laugh about it and stuff. And and at the end of the day, if that's the takeaway, then that's the takeaway. It mm -hmm. doesn't have to be, you know, this weird sex thing that she's making it out to be. Like you go there, you have fun, you come out of it. And if you learn something, then even better. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in the beginning of the episode, she just like, I don't know if I want to do this. And I'm just rolling my eyes the entire time. But it was good that like she had the conversation that, that was her daughter, right? Mm -hmm. And her daughter was like able to kind of, I think, talk her into it too. Like, so in terms of the entire episode, Jenny and Samit actually had a pretty entertaining section, I think, once they got to the Kama Sutra stuff and they're having a laugh and she's like trying to straddle him and stuff. And it's visibly uncomfortable for everyone else in the room too. <laughs> But I just thought it was fun. It was entertaining. And I'm glad she got over it. Yeah. I think the real winner here is the producers who thought of like this activity for them to do. Because come on, we're in India. How can we not cover Kama Sutra, right? It's yeah. like trying to play out the stereotype. And also, in a way, trying to clown Jenny. I feel like I kind of feel bad for her because it's like, I wonder if she's being forced to say those lines where, you know, she said... Well, I'm old. I just want to have sex and go to sleep. To and play was, up the age difference. Yeah, and... to play up the age difference. And that's why I was thinking like, man, the producers are either clowning her or this is just 
like a moment of genius you know like they thought of like okay yeah maybe this season we're gonna play up your age and we're gonna like make it so jarring and make it the talking point the, the center of this whole season of you guys and try to fabricate these situations where she's visibly uncomfortable yeah and, yeah and we saw that she didn't like doing yoga with his mom Let's yeah. take it to the next, next level. level. <laughs> yeah. Kama Sutra. Yeah. And then of course they had to interview the yoga instructor, right? They had right. to like they had to like field those questions where they ask him, What do you think about this older woman right here and this young gentleman? And of mm. course he had to give the answer of like, Well, actually in my class I've never seen such an age difference and you know, this is not typical in India. And I'm like, Really? You gotta like drag him into this and like just to add on to the commentary that you know this is a very odd couple it's like come they on probably man. led him in, into yeah. that answer yeah yeah they serve him the question he just yeah. answer it you know but yeah you're right i think this is a fun scene with them you know trying the cowgirl and clearly they capture the awkwardness and i i don't know if sumit was genuinely enjoying himself or <laughs> if he's even turned on or if he's just going along with it. Yeah. But aside from the whole playing up the stereotype and the, you know, the whole ages thing, I think kind of par for the course here. Like I kind of expect that this is where we're going with them. And I think the next thing that I'm going to predict is Jenny possibly convincing him to move back to the U.S. Yeah. And him siding again or wanting again to, bring his family together yeah didn't he already sort of plan that idea too because weren't they looking for like a vacuum cleaner or oh, is that next episode where he talks about well we got to get this vacuum cleaner because we got to clean the house i mean what if my parents come in and try to visit us and she's like i thought we're over that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but he's still hopeful so that i think we can tell as much that he's still pretty hopeful that they can reconcile with each other but what about Shaida and Bilal? So I wanted to say this one was kind of up and down for me. So mm -hmm. at first I thought Bilal was making excuses. And mm -hmm. then when he said, well, you're over here threatening the D word and stuff, divorce, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't want you to abandon me for talking about having kids. So I was like, what the hell? He's got to be making shit up. Why would mm -hmm. she say that if she were to leave him when they have kids, they're you know, especially with a prenup, she's not gonna have anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why would she say that? And and then it comes out that she actually is threatening him. And I'm like, oh, wait, so he's telling the truth. But then it comes out that she's doing that because he's not gonna have kids with her. And mm. she's like, well, if you're wasting my time, then of course I'm gonna leave. So it was, turned into this round robin, right? Like, yeah, this vicious circle of like, what? You say you're gonna the, leave? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So she's saying that because if you're gonna waste my time, then I'm gonna leave. Yeah. But he's turning that around on her. Yeah. And he's saying, well, I don't want to have kids if you're just gonna leave. No, she's gonna leave because you don't want to have kids. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. He flips it right, and then like we see, she gets up and walks away, and I'm just like, that's so frustrating. Yeah. That's so fucking frustrating, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like... Let's start with when you're teaching someone how to drive, you shouldn't put your hand <sighs> under the wheel because you could potentially endanger both of you. And I know how protective he is on his bends. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. My own husband said, you should never come between a man and his car. And I was like, 
he shouldn't put his hands on the driving wheel if he wants to teach her because that's not the way to teach someone. You should give them instruction, not try to like take over the wheel because that, that could cause a calamity. So let's start there. And then I'm just very disappointed in how he manipulates the narrative, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said. And when she said that they're trying, to him, he's not. You know, like they're both not on the same page here. Right. And then we come to find out, oh, they're still using a condom. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. You're a married couple using a condom? Let's talk about that. I mean, how do people feel about that? Because I thought if you're betrothed, well, I'm using betrothed because of hot D. Betrothed. <laughs> if you're married to one another like do you need protection i mean do you not trust you, your partner you, you do if you're not trying to have kids exactly yeah. <laughs> so it's like so telling like the rest of us know that bilal's not trying to have kids and and the other thing i hate about what couples do to like some of these guest doctor right on the show is that i mean clearly he's a gynae but they're using him as a psychiatrist too he's like well you know, she keeps threatening me with divorce. Yeah. So I, that's why I, I know I just don't want to have kids because I've I've been divorced before. And I'm like, bruh, he's just a gynae, man. He, uh, he's Schedule an appointment kid. with a shrink for that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like go to couples therapy. Yeah, relationship couples. counselor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the poor guy's like trying to make an earnest face. Like, mm, okay, yeah, okay. Well, you know, hormones look good. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, your ovarian test is still pending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, this guy is so dramatic. But yeah, I I think Bilal, man, I don't, I really don't know why Shaida is still with him. It's crazy. Like he's giving her the runaround. I'm not for it. Yeah, maybe this is all fabricated again. Mm, I can't put it past so. him. Yeah, because whenever I scroll through Instagram and stuff, we're at the fucking baseball game or whatever, yeah. and they're smiley and happy, and I'm like. Yeah. Is that real? What's real? <laughs> like, They're frauding us, dude. They're probably yeah, frauding like, us. They're happy. <laughs> yeah, what if that's the fake stuff? I don't know anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they tr obviously, it's social media. They could be lying about that, too. So I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like when it comes to Usman, we've been through this before, haven't we? With the mom. Telling him like, hey, don't fuck around with American women, man. Go find someone local. Like, I yeah. feel like I've heard that speech before yeah. on subtitles. <laughs> like, she so feels that way too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got the scene we got. I'm like, dude, she already fucking knows, dude. You're <laughs> She's going through deja vu again. She's yeah. like, nope. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Usman goes through all this trouble to like get a no from his mom. Yeah, yeah. Again, he's got his eyes on the prize. Yeah. He really does wants to come to America. I think this is all about his music, mm. right? Um, Financial security too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's trying to be a bigger star. And you know what? He should be happy. He should be happy with where he's at now. I applaud his ambition. I think it's good to want more for yourself. I'm all about that. Mm. But I think where he's at, he's reached the pinnacle. You know, he's got people that recognize him. You know, he can go wherever he wants and stuff like that. Like, He wants to be invited to the BET Awards. Come on. <laughs> he hasn't reached the pinnacle yet. You haven't reached the pinnacle until you go on BET Awards or like maybe get invited to PDD's like white party or something. Yeah. Or like, I don't your, know. Your music is playing on American television. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> oh yeah i mean he actually made that's it an if accomplishment you think about it. yeah that's yeah. an accomplishment but were you surprised with the article i sent you about usman's yeah. net worth i was surprised but then part of me is just like that's a lot of money in um where nigeria, right? nigeria yeah 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 that's balling dude yeah. in nigeria he's pretty balling if you convert it yeah he's pretty comfortable i mean and it, and let's be real like I looked at that number and I'm thinking from California standards, not so much, mm -hmm. but everywhere else in the U.S. perhaps. Oh, yeah. That's good. It's a long way. Yeah. Yep, so yep, anyways, y'all, for those who, who may not know, it was reported that it's about 75K. Yeah. Yeah. So, and again, it's, it's relative, right? I don't want to say that's not a lot. I'm, I'm pretty sure there are people middle class that are balking at me right now, but it doesn't go far in San Francisco is all I'll say. Yeah, but that's a lot of money. I remember yeah, when I was making sixty k, going, oh man, if I could only make seventy five k. I remember those days. Mm. <laughs> that's still a lot of money yeah. <laughs> when I looked at it and I had to put that into perspective and go, okay, so I remember those days when I was thinking seventy five k was really good, and then yeah. take that and put it in Nigeria. Like, dude, he's balling. I balling. Think yeah, he's making it rain. All right, last couple. Unless you want to get a update on you know who but last couple uh we see uh andre meet with his uh immigration attorney and finding out that he could potentially get deported because according to her it's very rare to see someone being requested to be interviewed even though they have kids with an american citizen but then i was also thinking well Yara had to go through an interview and she had a kid with Jovi. Mm -hmm. So that shouldn't shock Andre. Not that Andre should know that that's going on while he's going through that. But I think that scene with the immigration lawyer, I'm pretty sure the TLC producers provided some of that talking point because mm -hmm. at first when she talked about, well, what did you do in your home country? And I was thinking maybe they did want to dig deeper into his past, right? And see if he right. had been the corrupted police guy or if he had been arrested, he was involved in some illegal activity, like who knows. But then when she gets into like, well, do you think someone had reported you? And then immediately he goes into the whole like, oh yeah, must be Libby's family. Mm. And then he came back to Libby and complained about I don't understand why I'm getting this interview and and like his focus went directly to the negative right he's like well I'm gonna get deported because of your family it's like no bitch you might get deported because you had a shady past All right. and I guess it didn't help that you're an asshole to her family members too <laughs> but this is the shady past that I think the immigration officers are gonna look into so I think the more I watch Andre like I'm not a fan of his communication style. I mean, let's just call it what it is, right? He's hella rude to his wife. Yeah. I can't believe Libby takes it. And he can be father of the year to Ellie, but he's not husband of the year to Libby with no. the way he talks down to her and the way yeah. he screams at her at times. Dude, I don't care Like, if you're Moldovan or whatever. You, you know, I don't care. You got to speak to her with some degree of respect. Right. And she's the one that has his back. Yeah. Like she is ride or die for this guy. Yeah. So, but to hear him shout at her or even just the way he talks to her sometimes when he's not shouting, you know, it, it still comes off really rude. Mm. And like, 
demeaning. And I'm just like, dude, this woman fights for you, man. Like <laughs> maybe she's used to that. And she seems to take it pretty well on camera. Like she, yeah. she'll push back or shrug it off or whatever like that. So, but I don't know. This felt like for me, it felt a little fabricated because it's like, they don't have anything to talk about. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why it turned into the Charlie show. That's why it turned into Libby's family show. But they know that they can't just keep milking that content. We got to right. come back to Libby and Andre. For me, it felt like, dude, is this forced? Do they just not have anything interesting going on right now? Yeah. Maybe they're a happy family. <laughs> and you can't have that on this show. We need drama. So yeah. they're like, oh, let's bring up something at the immigration office that there was trouble or something. And then now we can have them freak out. And now we give the viewers the drama that's expected. Yeah. Right. And I was just like, uh, I don't, I don't know. To me, it just seems like this is kind of forced. And now Andre is back in his element. Oh, I don't know what's going on. Fuck this. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and part of me was like, you know what? If they had to go to Moldova, it would be more interesting. I would watch a season of them in Moldova and away from their family. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Away yeah. from Libby's family, I mean. And maybe have some scenes with Andre's family more and see how they live in Moldova. I would watch that over, you know, Libby's family's drama. Part of me was like, I hope this is true. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. maybe they will have to leave. But it just seemed to me like kind of an opportune moment to spring this up. Like, yeah, oh, sure. it's back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely forced drama there. Here's the thing, right? A lot of these couples, when you see their social media accounts, they look happy as hell. Like, they look like a happy family. <laughs> but then they portray the opposite on the show. I don't know where you have to suspend your disbelief. Like, the social media facade or the TV personality? Like, which one is real? Like, you know, we talked about Bilal and Shaida. Shaida looks happy as hell. Yeah, she does. Um, and uh, yeah, so is she really having problems with Bilal? Is she harboring something and she's only showing it on TV? Like, which part of them is real and genuine? And I don't know about you, Lon, but that's part of the reason why I watch reality TV, even though I know part of it is scripted. But I do want to see the genuine parts of them that comes out that's not scripted, you know? Because there's only right. so much acting you can do. Like, surely, like, there has to be some moments where you go off script. Like, for example, and I hate to mention this, she who shall not be named, she's genuinely batshit insane. Like, batshit insane. I think that's the real her. I would be surprised if anyone could come up to us and say, hey, actually, uh, your girl Aang, she's actually a sweet peach. She's a sweetheart. Georgian yeah, peach. In real life. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, are you sure? Because we saw videos of her on Instagram, like berating people on the plane. Like, that's her. Like, that's her, her. That's not acting. That's not like cameras following her and she has to be like a certain unhinged I character. I forgot that incident. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's her. really her. Totally She's dead, bad shit insane, y'all. And same with like Big Ed, you know, like, yeah, I'm so glad that we're not really talking about yeah. Ed and Liz, I mean... I feel bad on, for her, though. I feel bad for her, but I think overall my thoughts on them is they're not meant to be together. If you've broken up so many times, mm -hmm. 
and you're starting to lose your close friends and family because of your toxic relationship, then it's probably time to just go your separate ways and not cool. cling on to each other. How about this? Rather than talk about Big Ed, let's talk about Liz for a little bit. We got okay. a couple of minutes. Yeah. So do you think she signed on because maybe she wanted to be on the show? Or do you think she actually does love Ed and it's like, all right, well, I'm in a relationship with Ed because I love the guy? Or was this more of an opportunity for her to actually get some 15 minutes? Yeah, it's, I feel like it's a combination, Lon. It's like mm -hmm. easy money. Plus, maybe she does have a thing for him. But you also have to remember she's a single mom mm. with lots of abandonment issues. Maybe she does have like some sort of affinity for men like Big Ed. I mean, I feel bad for her because I feel like once you get to know her backstory, she sounds damaged, like she needs lots of therapy. Mm. Like it's this last episode where we saw her actually interact with her mom, like her biological mom. She was raised by her grandparents, so she and her mom were never close, according to her. So you can tell that that was such a huge milestone for her to get her mom to come to their engagement party and for mm. her mom to like speak up about their relationship and kind of gave her blessing. I can see that Liz is a little bit damaged, which is why like I don't want to say it's Liz's fault. Or I just think that they're both not in the right place to start a relationship or I mean less it's toxic it's, it's toxic. very toxic yeah, yeah. every it's episode hard to watch it's like yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's why I'm, I said I'm glad we're not talking about them because I, I know we're not fans of Big Ed but they're just toxic yeah <laughs> it's like constant argument and it's just cringy and I feel secondhand embarrassment for sure for them same just like how Renee feels secondhand embarrassment being with uh, Angela but anyway <laughs> Lon, what is your WTF moment? You know, this is, there, there wasn't a lot of moments for me on this show. I think if there were, would definitely have gone to Angela or Big Ed. But because mm -hmm. I fast forwarded through those, yeah. um, I'm going to have to say, surprise, surprise, Bilal. <laughs> Bilal again, trying to turn this around and, and make it Shaida's fault why they're not having kids. You don't want kids. You're leading her on. Yeah. Like, just... Just fess up to that. Yeah. You know, no beating behind the bush. Don't say, oh, you're you're threatening to leave me. And, you know, again, it, for me, it's always whenever he gets this opportunity to throw her under the bus or to make her look bad, he goes for it and he takes it. And now he's playing. I'm the victim here, guys. Like she said she was going to leave me. And that's why I don't want to have kids. No, you don't want to have kids because you don't want to have kids. Yeah, <laughs> That's what it is. Don't be making these excuses up you know, that all of a sudden, like, you feel insecure. And if, if she reassured you more that she was going to stick around, don't yeah. make up the story, dude. Too many excuses, dude. Yeah. My WTF moment is also Bilal. So same thing, same deal. I just don't like the guy, you know, turning this around on Shaida. And I really hope Shaida pokes some hole in those condoms pretty soon. <laughs> Yeah, she said something like that, right? She did. She alluded to a, something like that? She said there was some oopsie moment, so she suspected right. there might oopsie be a bun in the oven as well. So good for you, Shayda. You're getting what you want. <laughs> All right, Lon, we'll take a break and we'll come back with some hot D. And we're back. Bum, bum, ba, ba, bum, 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 bum. 
Yeah, I gotta have some uh, Game of Thrones music there. <laughs> so, Lon, there are two more episodes before the end of season one of House of the Dragon. So, what do you think of episode eight? Another time jump, right? Mm, yep, another <laughs> six years getting, time jump. Yeah, another six years. So, um, I think uh, it, I think it was good to kind of establish that the children are older now, mm. and it looks like they're still holding on to some grudges, right? Mm-hmm. This was the night where there is kind of false hope. Viserys brings the family together for this dinner, and he's like. Let's squash it all tonight. Do it for me. Do it for your grandsire. Do it for your king, right? Do it for your dad. For yeah, <laughs> I mean every fucking title he's gotten the yeah. book, right? <laughs> Do it, right? And he's like Soja Boy. Yeah, in that way, he's uh, he's got so many AKAs. But anyway, yeah, we get this kind of slow mo where he's like watching everybody getting along, and then you're just like. This isn't how it's going to end, though. Mm-hmm. There's still two more episodes, right? Yeah. And then only for it to erupt in the end because the kids are doing their shit, right? And I felt bad because I think Jace was making an honest attempt to try to hold everything together. Like, watch your mouth when you're speaking with my betrothed or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was Jace, right? Yeah, or was that was the other? Jace. Yep. One of them, right? And yep, then the older Aegon, one. Aegon, yep. Aegon still like, hits on her at the dinner table you're just mm-hmm. like what a fucking asshole and i think amen's different i think when you lose an eye you, you kind of have a right to hold it against them yeah. you kind of have a right to hold it against people when so i didn't really blame amen that much and amen was cool up until the other kids started snickering because they put the pig in front of them yeah right like so that part was like dude you don't want to test this guy this yeah. guy's going one-on-one with Kristen cole like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has one of the biggest dragon in the and realm. he has the biggest dragon. Yeah, yeah. Vagar, biggest right? and oldest though. Biggest yeah. and oldest. Why yeah. are you? Why are you doing this? You see how strong the guy is, you know, and it erupts into that. And the grudges are still there even after six years. Even before that, right? We get to the who's going to succeed? Driftmark. Yeah, who's going to inherit? Uh, Driftmark. Driftmark. Yeah, right, who's right, going to become right. the Lord of Tides? The Lord of Tides. Yeah. And this, I think, is the scene that was pivotal for everybody. So I think in this scene, there's actually two scenes, I think, going on here. Mm-hmm. The first scene, which was strong in its own right, was Vaymond. Vaymond kind of realizing that, you know what? It's death before dishonor. I will fucking die before you dishonor me. And like, he does it. He stands up for himself, knowing full well what's going to happen. I think yeah. everybody in the room knows that the king's Viserys has made this threat before. Anybody who questions the lineage or whatever gets their tongue taken out. So yeah. he, he knows this full well. And he's just like, I don't give a fuck, man. <laughs> like, and he, if I'm going to die here, I'm going out, man. I'm going out like a G. Yeah. And he, he does it. He goes balls to the wall, calls him bastards, calls princess, princess whore. Renier, a yeah. whore. Like, you're not going to do this to me, dude. So that was the first, I thought, for me, like, the scene stealer obviously is Damon, but I wanted to give credit to that scene first, because Ballsy. <laughs> Do you think Vayman would saw that coming? I mean, because it didn't come across to me that he actually was like, well, if you're going to kill me, I might as well say it. Because I think he was just saying it, not realizing that Damon is going to literally not backstab, but literally back decapitate him 
I was watching the behind the scenes stuff and the real actor who played Veyman was joking about, well, is it really an honor? Like when you kill someone from the back? Hmm? Like yeah. I think it kind of hinted to me or at least it alludes to the fact that he probably didn't see that coming and he was just saying his piece because he just wants to say it for the entire room to hear and he didn't really know that he's going to get executed for it. The way I interpreted that was, yeah, he didn't know Damon was going to take his head off. Yeah. But I think he knew that he was going to stand up to the king and he was going to do it mm. in his fashion mm -hmm. because, look, you know what I mean? You're not going to do this to me. Like, you run your family the way you run your family, but don't tell me I'm going to lose the throne to bastards, yeah. to people who are not my... They're uh, not true Valerians. They're not true Valerians. This yeah. is the Valerian name. You're dishonoring yeah. my family. Because they're supposed to be Lenor's kids. Yeah, right? they're supposed, they're to, be supposed to be Valarians, kids. right? Yeah. And he's like, those are not Lenor's kids. You're not going to deny my birthright over some bastards. Like, so I think he definitely didn't know he was going to get his head cut off. But I mm -hmm. think he knew where he was at. He had the mind. And Viserys had to remind him, like, you're just the second son. Yeah. He, and he stood up. He was like, I'm going to fucking say it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so i yeah i don't think he expected to get his head taken off right then and there yeah. but he knew there were going to be consequences to what he was about to say yeah. there were so many chances viserys was like you know don't lose your place here and damon even urged him right go on say it say it. And, he's, yeah, and, he's a... <laughs> yeah. and he went for it he swung for the fences man <laughs> i want to say in that particular scene what I didn't expect is that Princess Rhaenys actually sided with her niece, uh, Rhaenyra, in the end. Because remember, Rhaenyra came to her and said, look, man, we got to have an alliance here. Why not I betroth my sons to your, I guess, uh, would you call them in like granddaughters or something, right? Because they are like, they're literally actually Damon's own kids, but with uh, Lena, you know, his deceased wife. So why don't we just betroth them and, you know... And the was, game, right? Yeah. They're playing the game. Yeah, here. exactly. Right, like, right, strengthen right. our family. And she was, like, not having it. She was like, well, I'm just going to step aside and watch as you bend the knee. Right. The high towers will take yeah. their first blow. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <Or> exactly. <something. laughs> and then, like, I was surprised. Plot when, twist. <laughs> yeah. She was Targaryen through and through. I guess she really was like, maybe had a soft spot or a last minute change of heart or change of mind. And she's like, well, Veyman is not helping his case and I'm not going to side with him. Uh, I guess they're also hopeful that Corlys will survive this. So, And that's what her husband wanted, which is to pass it on to Lenor's kids, uh, even though they are clearly bastards. But yeah, I mean, she's honoring it, you know, because I think she, I think when she heard that her brother was like, well, the only person that can say anything about this matter is Princess Rainey's, his cousin. I felt that so, too. It's a good thing you brought that up. Yeah. And I, I think she was that. like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'm glad I have a say in this because here's what I'm going to say. Right. She felt empowered in that moment. Yeah. And also, I felt that she didn't like Veyman's tone with yes. her up to that moment. Yeah. In the beginning of the episode when he was like, ah, blah, blah, blah. And then in the room when he was like, this is my shit. And then, like you said, Viserys is like, well, let's hear what Lorenis has to say. And he's just yeah. like, oh, okay, we go. Exactly. <laughs> the other takeaway from that scene, Lon, and I mentioned this to you earlier, is how 
gleeful, like I'm not sure if that's the right word, but how gleeful Eamon looked when when he saw Damon decapitate. Like he got turned on or something. Yeah, like, like he was like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, do that again. Yeah. I want more of that. Like the carnage, like he really revels in that. Like it was such a turn on for him. And he was yeah. like, you can see the sparkle in his Kinda eyes. scary. Yeah, yeah like, in his uh-oh. one eye too, and like <laughs> you're like, oh man, this guy, the, whoever played him, I for I don't know, I haven't looked him up on IMDb, but whoever played Amen, this version of Amen, does a really great job with that one eye. To be honest, yeah. like with his facial expression, because with that one eye too, like he has that sinister look. Like you fuck it's around, the look you of find a out. killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. totally cold blooded killer. When he came for and sure. he was training with Kristen, he was like, yeah. Are you guys here to train? Yeah. And you're just like, Are you here to train? (laughs) And then, like, like, I got scared. Yeah. (laughs) You could tell he's like, Dude, he wants to fight. Yeah. He was ready to get down and kill someone, like, hurt someone. So, yeah, Eamon is like the character that I would look out for. Like, I'm not too enticed by his brother, Aegon. I think that Aegon's going to be, I want to say he's like Tormund Lannister, you know, like, Kind of like, eh, you know, like, meh, you know. Whereas Eamon is more like Joffrey, where he's like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's get fucked up, you know. Like, but but what a shitty thing, too. Let's not overlook. What a shitty thing he did with the servant uh, Diana, right? Yeah, like, I mean. It's, the R word, sorry, triggering the, that yeah, R word. Yeah, the R word, for sure. I mean, it's, yeah. Shows his character. Like, this is a guy that's, yeah. He takes what he wants. He's yeah. just a taker. Yeah. And then he tried to play the victim at the end of it. Yeah. Hey, whatever I do is not enough for you and dad or whatever. I'm just, shut up, dude. That's not the point here. Yeah. And I forgot, actually, at that point that he was already married to his own sister. Yes. Yeah. So, so there's a lot going on in this episode to unpack here, y'all. Yeah. We're, we're just glancing through it. And before I forget... Didn't Damon and Rhaenyra also introduce their two children? Yep. Aegon like the Third names, and y'all. Viserys. So I guess it was Viserys the Second. So basically, if we were to skip forward, and again, maybe the lesson learned here is stay off the milk of the poppy because that really gets you high or something. Because the yeah. last words that he told Alison, those were not meant for Alison. I think right. most of us viewers know that that was him just continuing that conversation that he had the night before, I presume, with Rhaenyra about the Song of uh, Fire and Ice, about Mm. the prince that was promised. It was based on Aegon's dream, I believe, or his foresight or whatever. So like when Alison put that all together, she's like, oh, he made me promise that Aegon will be king of the Seven Realms so that he can unite all of them. And I was like, oh my God, this is such yeah. a fucked up way to end it was the show. So messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it when they kind of like jumble things up like that. Like it's such a messy way of like creating that conflict, you know? And it comes right after Allison and Rhaenyra. Reconciled. Like really kind of yeah. reconciling. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, just I was like, like, oh my God, like two steps forward. Like three I felt steps so back. happy in that moment. She's like, are yeah. you going to come back? And she's like, all right, fine, I'll come back. She's like, yes, the king and I would really like that. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I was just like, oh, that's so nice. And then yeah. this happens and I'm just like. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all kind of know that the show cannot just end there. Yeah. Right? This is the beginning of the Targaryen civil war. So I guess they kind of like are working up to that, right? Like, okay, 
how did it become team green versus team black what is the conflict why are the children also having conflicts of their own so i mean you can tell that the children are still beefing mm -hmm. with each other and i guess next week we're going to see that the adults are going to get back into it because now everyone is divided between people who pledge their allegiance to Rhaenyra versus people who are like, okay, well, the queen said Aegon II is supposed to be the king. So I guess he must be Aegon II. So like you see the division, the line being drawn between the commoners and the people in the realm. So right. yeah, we're, we're just about to see the beginning of it. All right. All right, Lon. Anything else to add with uh, Hot D? The last thing I wanted to mention was we get a short, very, very short glimpse of Missaria again. And I'm mm. like, oh, mm. two episodes left and you're going to drop in on us like that? Yeah. So I'm curious about that because she didn't have much, but she just asked one of her ears or whatever, servants yeah. or whatever. I don't know who that person was. Like, it must have been a great time or something. And it was... It was a fleeting scene. I almost forgot about it until I watched the episode again. And I was like, oh, shit, what the hell is this about? Yeah, that was <laughs> I a made servant. a mental note like, OK, well, we're going to get to see more of her. Yeah, that was the servant that told Allison about Aegon right. yeah, harassing the, the chambermaid or something. And I think, too, I want to say Macero might be harboring a bastard child. A Targaryen bastard child. I'm not sure if you saw the Targaryen the trailer, the trailer. Yeah, there was. Yeah, okay. there was a young kid uh, who's of okay, white yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, right. I and, did see that. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, man, Aegon must be fucking around a lot. Either that, or this must be one of Damon's bastard child. I was thinking maybe Damon. Yeah. yeah. And I think what they're trying to do, in order to get Aegon ascend to the throne, is I believe Aemon is going around killing any potential bastards out there. So whether it be Aegon's own bastard or Daemon's bastard or anyone that could potentially ruin his brother's ascension to the throne. So that's wow. what I think is going to happen in the next episode. But we shall see. We shall. Yeah. All right, Lon. Any last words to our listeners before we go? Rest in peace, uh, Angela Lansbury. Just oh, damn, dude. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. And didn't someone else pass recently, too? Oh, man. Yeah. Who was it? Uh, Coolio? Coolio. Coolio. Yeah. It was Coolio. Yeah. Well, I was you going to ask you as a tough <laughs> Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.